My name is Dan Gary, and I'm honored to encourage you with God's Word today. My wife Ann and I have eight children. With them came a lot of experiences with a lot of issues. My oldest son was a laid-back boy, a fun-loving kid. I took him camping a lot when he was little, and one night as we were sitting by the campfire, he crawled up on my lap and proceeded to tell me that he didn't like God. I tried not to overreact, and I asked him, why not? He told me whenever I talk to him, he never talks back. Wow, out of the mouth of babes. If truth be told, we all could admit that we've been there. I've been tasked today to talk about prayer, to get into the why. Why is prayer so important? I've entitled this message, To Pray or Not to Pray. So what is prayer? What is the purpose of prayer? But the big question today is why is it so important? Why all the emphasis? Some act as if my spiritual life is dependent on prayer. I will say it is, but because there's so much mystery surrounding it, most people don't do it. Like my young son, many feel it seems to be so one-sided. And finally, many times we pray seemingly, when we pray it seemingly goes unresponded to. All of this aside, suffice it to say that prayer is not an option in the believer's life. Our goal is to get some inspiration concerning our prayer lives. Inspiration that leads to us praying more. I don't, I don't pray like I should. I'm more into obedience, at least that's my excuse. And can I say right here, praying is not linked to God's love for you. If you never prayed, God would have still died for you, still loves you more than life. But there's a purpose behind it. So let's look at the word for some understanding. It's a calling. The call to pray supersedes anything else God has asked us to do. I like to say it's the highest calling, but more on that later. John Wesley said, and I quote, it seems that God is limited by our prayer life. He can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him to do it. I want you to think about that. It seems that God is limited by our prayer life. He can do nothing for humanity unless someone asked him to do it. In Ezekiel, God said, And I sought for a man among that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. So here's the big question. Can my failure to pray really hinder God from working in my life or the lives of the people that I care about? Let me just say yes, and then let's explore that. If that's true, and we are saying it is, then you can understand why the call to pray is the most important call on our lives. I want to start off in Matthew today, Matthew 6, 9. For God to bring his will to pass in the earth, there must be prayer. Before his will can be done in my life, my family's life, my church, there has to be an open door of access. That access is only gained by prayer. Listen to this. No amount of work will ever exceed the amount of prayer that goes into it. Listen to what Jesus said about this. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We quote this all the time. 
But when we pray or declare God's will to be done in earth in our lives as it is in heaven, his plan, his will for my life, we make it possible for God to move. Prayer opens the door for God to bring his will to pass. Think about that. Listen to this. In Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Prayer is opening the door. Wow. Now let's look at Matthew 21 and verses 12 through 16. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of the religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting, praise God for the son of David. But the leaders were indignant. They asked Jesus, do you hear what the children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say you have taught children and infants to give you praise. Within these verses, there's a tremendous revelation for the person who desires to make prayer a part of their lives. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. Here begins a progression towards a vibrant prayer life. Step number one is purification. Jesus cleansed the temple. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, You realize, don't you? that you are the temple of God and God himself is present in you. No one will get by with vandalizing God's temple. You can be sure of that. God's temple is sacred and remember you are that temple. In 2 Corinthians chapter five, it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. So the first step to an Effective prayer is the new birth, the purification that we receive in that. Secondly, Jesus came into your heart and declared you to be a house of prayer. And he said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. Step two, his declaration is for you to be a house of prayer. Holy Spirit, help us see this. It's our highest calling. Jesus was always saying, when you pray, not if you pray. In Luke chapter 18, verse 1, he said, And he spake a parable unto them, to this end, that men ought always to pray, not to faint. And Jeremiah, he said, Call to me, and I will answer you. I'll tell you marvelous and wonderful things that you could never figure out on your own. We can't do what he wants us to do without his input. Thirdly, once the temple has been cleansed and it becomes the house of prayer, there's going to be results. And the blind and the lame came to him into the temple and he healed them. Step number three is that prayer leads us to results or power. 
Look what happens next in verse 15. It says, And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. And he said unto them, Hearest you what these say? And Jesus said to them, Yea, ye have ye never read, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. Step number four, the house of prayer becomes a house of praise. I call it perfected praise. Jesus was a perfect example for us to see the principles of prayer at work. I just want to encourage you to open your heart to the truths that we've shared with you today, to open your heart to the fact that you have truly become a house of prayer. Let the Holy Spirit do His work in your heart and life. And let's don't neglect this incredibly important step in our lives to pray so that the door of our hearts, the door of our lives will be open to God, for God to work in our lives. Let me pray with you real quick before we jump off of here. Father, I thank you for prayer. I thank you for helping us understand how important it is to all of our lives. It is the highest call in our life. Father, if it gives you an open door to work in my life, in our lives, let us pray without ceasing in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we jump off of here, I, I, would, I would love to give any of you that might be watching this broadcast the opportunity to accept Christ in your life. Jesus said in Revelation 3, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, if any man hear my voice and open the door. I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. With God, here's the thing. With the incredible sacrifice that has been made for our lives, we have to open up our hearts to receive it. The gift has been given, but we have to take it. And in order for that to happen in your life, my life, any life, we have to open up that door. And we learn today that it's praying that opens that door. So I want to pray with you before we leave today. And I want to ask you to do something with me. Pray this prayer with me. Especially those of you who are ready to receive Jesus into your life. Pray this with me. Say, Father, I open my heart to you. I need you in my life. So today I ask you, Jesus, to become a part of my heart and my life. I accept you. I receive you as the Lord of my life in Jesus' name. God bless you.